0: Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word.
1: Now, let's talk about what the fear of the Lord is it is a holy reverence, it is a holy reverence for God in our lives. In everything we do, it's not just when we're here at church. It's not just when we're before people and, you know, maybe God has given us something to say to someone. It's not just those times. It is everything that we do in our lives, we do it unto God. But we just don't do it unto God. But we do it out of a holy reverence for him in knowing that, you know, I heard someone say one time that when they think about the fear of the Lord, it's not that they fear God not being there. It's they fear that they will not be in his presence. Does that make sense? Right? Because God is always there. But, but what does he say? He says, knock, and I will open the door. He didn't say, I'm going to bring the door to you, right? He didn't say that. He didn't say, I'm going I'm to take you, and I'm just going to put you over here, and boom. You know, here I am, just, just hey, right? He is there, but it's up to us to be able to knock on that door. It's for us to be able to seek him, he says, seek me, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. It's our actions. And a lot of, a lot of people don't understand that. They just think that, well, God is sovereign, and he could do whatever he wants. I'm going to tell you today that that is not true. Because he has given us authority on this earth, and he placed the buck to us for us to be able to make those steps. He's a gentleman. If you don't want to be in his presence, you don't want anything to do with him, he's not going to make you. He's not going to make you. But when we draw near to him, I'm telling you, God will meet you where you are and, and he will... He will touch your life like never before. But it comes with a price. The fear of the Lord and that holy reverence and the obedience that we have to do in order to be able to be free and break those chains of bondage in our lives. God wants to do it. He wants to do those things. And he will do great and mighty things. But if we don't have that fear and the reverence for God, and we don't take the steps that we need to, he's going to be, I'm right here. Just come to me. And he will meet you where you are. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk about the fear of the Lord and disciple, convert, or onlooker, okay? We're going to kind of touch base on, on those things today because there's three types of people in this world. There are those that are the disciples of Christ. There are those that walk after God and seek God with all their hearts and they're, they're doing things. Then there's the con- convert they're still saved, they're going to heaven, but nothing else is going on. Hey, hallelujah, praise God, I'm, I'm saved, and woo, but nothing else happens, right? And then there's those onlookers, right? What does the onlooker look like? <clears throat> let's go to, well, let's talk about, you know, there were ones that saw miracles, and they were around Jesus, Right? They saw the miracles that he was doing. They saw what the, what the disciples were doing. And they, they literally saw miracles. They saw dead men raised. They saw blind men's eyes open. They saw the crippled rise up and walk. But they were like, eh, I don't know. He's a false prophet. And they just know him as a prophet. Right? Right? And, um, can we go ahead and roll that video? So I want to show you a video and, uh, I, I, just saw it this morning. I posted it on my Facebook and I was like, man, they, these guys gotta, gotta see this. And, uh, it kind of goes along with, with what I, I'm preaching today.
0: What in the world did Judas say to give himself away? The disciples said, surely not I, Lord. Judas said, surely not I, rabbi. And Jesus called him out on it. Judas was only willing to call him a good teacher, but he was not willing to submit to him as Lord. And Jesus knows the people who come to church and they leave and say, well, that was a great message, wasn't it? That was some good teaching. Tony Evans sure did go off this Sunday. Boy, I really heard the word this Sunday, but in your heart, you're planning on doing the exact same thing you did when you came in here. Jesus knows exactly who you are because all you're looking is for your ears to get tickled, get some good food after, call it a day and wait till next week and do the same old raggedy stuff the whole week long without giving him any credit for what he's actually saying. Oh, and Jesus knows. He says, oh, I know you. You said it yourself because you're in here hearing the word and you have no inclination to even try to change.
1: Tough. Tough, but it's the truth. Right? You know, um, you know, with with what he said with Judas, you know, he was one of the twelve disciples. That means he was doing the things and he was around all the disciples. He was around all the people. He was around Jesus. But he didn't have that holy reverence that fear the Lord and as Lord. And so in that there's many things that, that we do sometimes that we just, it, it's just, okay, great. Oh, praise God. Oh, I'm it's great to go to church, and, and, and it is, and we need to. But but there is a holy reverence when we do the things that we do, when we go into prayer, when we go to church, when when God speaks to you, and when we're when when we're in that spirit, and, and we're we're receiving from the Holy Spirit, and God tells us to do something, where is that fear of the Lord? Are you even open to it? Are, are you are you really truly open to truly with everything that you are to obey him? It's hard sometimes. It's hard, you know, uh, you know, when when I was, um, you know, I grew up in Massachusetts and everything. And, um, you know, when I was there, it, it, man, I was like, God, I, I don't know what to do. You know, God, I know you have more for me than than just, you know, here, you know, I, at that time I was serving in the sound and, and everything, and I was like, God, is it really just all there is, this it? Just go to church, wake up, you know, on Sundays, go to church and do this, do that and everything. and But but like, where's that passion? Where's that fire? where is Where is the thing that I need to be closer to you? Because it's all about that relationship. It's all about... It's all about surrendering, surrendering ourselves to God so that he can do the things that he wants to in us. But but also not just that, but just to have that relationship with him. Just to say, God, you are my father. And he is holy. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Everything under this earth, everything under the universe is subjected to the name of Jesus. Is subjected to the name of Jesus. And there are many people out there that have no idea what that means. They have no idea what it means to surrender themselves to the Lord God Almighty. Yes, He is our Father. Bible says, yes, he is your friend, but he is a king, and the king deserves, and he, what's the word, um, demands that fear, that reverence, the holiness, and he demands all of you, all of you, not 90%, not ninety nine percent. He deserves all of you. But it's amazing that when we surrender ourselves, when we give, uh, we just say, "Okay, God, what, whatever you want." It's amazing what He will do with you and for you. It's amazing. You know, when we moved here, when we moved here um, from Oklahoma, uh, almost nine years ago now, um, we we literally were in the most desolate time in our lives. We had like six or seven years where we weren't in the ministry. We, you know, uh, you know, back in 2004, or actually 2005, you know, um, from 2000 to 2005 me and Gij we were missionaries in Guatemala she was from there she was a local missionary and um, and my um, and so then you know we got married we moved to Oklahoma because of my dad and God just really just kind of moved moved us there to be with him and um, you know coming off the mission field we're just like all right let's go you know and so we're like man we're gonna get hooked up with a church here and we're gonna do 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 right and so we hooked up with a Hispanic church, and we were children's pastors uh, for two years, and uh, it was great. It was amazing. And then, in, in the midst of all of that, you know, we're we're doing great. I mean, the the children's ministry is just exploding. And God says, "I want you to go to Rama Bible Church, and I want you to go there." We we're like, "Oh, man, that's." We we're like, "Man, I." I don't know you know and we're, we're just really struggling because we love you know the Hispanic community and we love the church and, and everything and you know right right hand people of the pastor and but God said go so we prayed about it and we went and we were like alright God where do you want to use us right okay God we're ready what do you what do you have for us here? Silence. Year goes by. DJ comes and she says, "Okay, uh, what what are we gonna do? You know, um, you know she's you know she's a firecracker, right? And you know she's just like, all right, listen, Rick, you, I know you didn't bring me here to the United States to to just be." Just be doing this and nothing," she says. "I'm not normal, so let's <laughs> go, right?" And so, and so I, I always and year after year, for about seven years or six years, six or seven years, every single year we would have that fight, and man, it was, it was contentious because we 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 knew that we had something in us. Not, not because of us, but because of God, right? But, but we were always like, okay, God, what, what do you want us to do? We're supposed to be doing something for you. Silence. Silence. But in those times, you can do two things. You can get closer to God, or you can be upset, and you can get angry. And frustrated. Now, I will tell you, there were times that we were pretty frustrated. But then we caught ourselves and say, okay, it's just not time yet. It's just not time. And then, seven years later, I was at work. I was at work of all places, working in a call center. And all of a sudden, in the middle of my day, middle of my work, I get this overwhelming urge. Or really, it was like God speaking to me and saying, okay, get ready. Time's coming. And I was like, what? What do do you mean, God? (laughs) Right? He said, a change is coming. It's big. (sighs) Okay, God. And man, I just started to really pour into you know God and the Bible and just reading and just really filling myself even more. And hey, okay, God, what do you have? What do you want? And um, and then later, um, around that time, uh, we were actually working with a Hispanic church that was just starting up, and and it was you know something. And so you know, man, me and that pastor, we just really hit it off. And you know, I mean, it, it was a small church and. Hispanic church and everything, but man, we were on fire. We were growing it, and at that time, starting something new, God said, "Get ready, you're moving." Uh, my eyes were bing, kidding me? What? <laughs> you know, we had we had Ian, and um, Noah wasn't around. Well, yeah, he wasn't. Around. He was just born, and God said, "Okay, time, time, time's coming." And so, you know, me and Gijay, I, I prayed, you know, and everything. And I said, God, you need <laughs> to speak to her. And she did hear. I brought it up. She was like, heck no. <laughs> She's like, I'm not, I'm not ready for the ministry. I said, I'm not ready for it. But I said, as the head of the house, as a spiritual leader, I said, it's coming whether you want to or not we have to obey God we have to this is who we are this is part of our lives we told God years ago that we will do whatever he wants well we're doing it and she was like I'm sorry she said I know it was I know it's right God spoke to me and he already told me but I was fighting it And we went on the internet <coughs> and went to a Ramo um, Bible Training Center at that time. Uh, it's uh, it Ramo Bible uh, College right now. Um, but, and we went on the website for the alumni and looking for opportunities. And there were two opportunities that really popped out to us. Um, this one here in uh, Lander, um, and also one in New Jersey. Uh, the one in New Jersey was really awesome because it was Hispanic and English. Um, but we, we just didn't feel it was right. And so we contacted Pastor Danny by email, never met him before, didn't know anything about Lander, didn't know anything about Wyoming. Uh, the only thing, you know, Gija would tell you, the only thing that she uh, knew about Wyoming is the pastures and the horses. That was it. <laughs> didn't even know uh, Yellowstone was in Wyoming, Uh, didn't even know the Tetons and, you know, the beautiful places around here and everything had nothing, no clue. But what we were, we were willing. And we wanted to be obedient. And we are obedient. And in that, God brought us here. And in that time, like, uh, you know, just kind of getting back to that, we were in one of the most desolate places in our lives. We had $35,000 in debt, a lot from medical. Uh, Gijay was in an accident and stuff and had a whole bunch of stuff. And the, we had lawyers that said, sorry, nothing we could do. And, you know, it, it, was, it was a horrible time. So called up, uh, called a pastor and everything, set up a time. And actually at that time, they had a satellite church in Evanston that they were looking for pastors. They were looking for leaders. Uh, and so I called up pastor and said, hey, how you doing? I'm, my name is Rick. Explain it, blah, blah, blah. He said, oh, okay. You know, he said, when, when can you guys come? Looked at my calendar and everything. I said, I can come here, here, these, these dates and everything. And uh, he was like, all right, great, set it up. He said, just to let you know, we can't pay for anything. I was like, I didn't ask you to. It's no problem. Now, remember what? We we had no money. (laughs) Serious. Like, in our bank account, like, in the literal bank account, $200. That was it. Well, you know, driving from Oklahoma to here, hotel, all the way back, food, all that. had to obey I knew it 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 was so strong so we went met Pastor Danny there instantly clicked God provided God God before we we came uh, we had you know kind of told some people some of our friends what was going on and and everything and someone paid for new tires on our car we came in a Chevy classic you know Chevy Malibu classic (laughs) you know, two-wheel drive, right? And, you know, at that time, Ian was really little and, and Noah was a baby. He was still breastfeeding and everything. And, man, so, you know, fine. God provided supernaturally for us to get enough money to be able to get here one night in a hotel and gas money to get back. That was it. And a little bit of food. But we knew we had to obey because we had the fear of the Lord in us that we needed to obey God had nothing to do about the doing it had to do with the obedience and the fear of the Lord and so we get here Pastor Danny actually when we got to Evanston he said listen how, how, how many days can you stay I was like well I actually took this much time off He's like, great! I'd love for you to come, come to Lander, and to be able to see everything and get everything going, or just you know coming to see and you know get to know Wyoming people, right? So I was like, all right, let's do it. I was like, I don't know where we're gonna stay, but I don't know how we're gonna get any money. He said, don't worry about it. He said, I already got a place for you. Stayed with the Winslows. They were the first people besides Pastor. And uh, that I met, that we met. We stayed at their house out in Red Canyon, and man, it was amazing. Just had a wonderful time. Just sweetest people in the world.
0: Amen. Yes, amen.
1: And in there, God spoke to Gijay in the bathroom when she was in the bathroom. <laughs> she was she was doing her hair. She was getting ready. So okay, had to had to correct that. So. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, she, she's going to hear this. And she's going to go, what? what you? No, anyways. Um, but, but in that, God spoke to her and said, you guys aren't going to go to Evanston. You're going to go back to Lander. And you're going to be the youth pastors. And you're going to be under, and you're going to sit under Pastor and Danny Danny, and, and the church until I say so. And at that, we were like, You know, she had come, you know, later when we were driving and stuff. And, you know, I felt the same exact thing. Didn't tell her. All of a sudden, she was like, "Uh, Rick, uh, I got to talk to you. I was like, what? I was like, listen, I already know. I said, we're going to go to Lander, aren't we? Yep. We're going to be youth pastors, right? Yep. We're going to stay there until God says, yep. Yep. We were like, all right, don't know how, don't know when, don't know whatever, you know, exactly what time, but we went, and we came, we went back home, we, we went back, sorry, we went back to Oklahoma, and we told our friends, we told the pastor we were working with, we told my family and stuff, and not one, not one said Oh, praise God, Rick. That's awesome. We're so happy for you. (laughs) Not one person. You know what that does when you're trying to obey God and no one, I mean, these are Christian people. Right? So, funny story. So I, you know, we get back and we told Pastor Danny, in two weeks, we'll contact you, and we'll kind of talk about it. Okay, no problem. We didn't hear from him. He didn't hear from us for two weeks. We, we prayed. We say, God, we know what you spoke to us. Now you need to speak to him. So two weeks go by. I said, and Gijit was like, need to call him. It's two weeks. I was like, all right. Here we go. call him up. Hey, Pastor Danny, how you doing? Oh, great, man. How's it going? Blah, blah, blah. He said, he said, you know what? Uh, Before you say anything, I just, I just want to say something. He says, I feel like you guys need to come to Lander, be our youth pastors, and sit under us until God tells you to. The exact word for word, what God had spoken to Gijay, what God has spoken to me, God spoke to Pastor. That is God. When you submit yourself to him, when you hold him in that reverence, God will do amazing things to be able to put things in order for you that seem to be out of order. Our lives at that point were in chaos. There were times, I'm going to be real, there were times during those six, seven years where we were that close to divorce. Be, because of that, of that contention of striving to, I want to do this for God, I want to do that. And, and yes, we should have that desire, but, but the reality of it is, is the holy reverence for God to be able to, in those times to be able to sit there in that quiet time and still be faithful. You may have big dreams. You may have things that you want to do. You may, you may want to move to another country. You may want to move halfway across the United States. You may want to do that. But what are you doing in your quiet time? Are you willing to be patient enough to let God do it in his time. Or are you just a busybody and just want to do things? You want to you uh, you know, go here, go there, right? But no, it is sitting and doing what exactly God wants you to do. The intimate time with him. That is the most important part. Remember when, when Brandy was here and she was talking about that pyramid that, that sometimes we, we we have turned around. We wanna do, we we wanna be in our calling that God has placed in our lives, but we're not willing to do the behind the scenes thing first and get that established and get that solidified in our lives. We, we need those roots to go down. We need those because when, when trials and temptations come, man, the storm's going to come. And if you're not rooted in the things of God, if you don't have that firm foundation, that holy reverence for God, when those trials and those temptations come, you're going to be uprooted and you're going to be destroyed. You can do great and mighty things that you think are God things and do godly things, but is it really godly or is it just a good idea? Right. right? We could be preaching to people, and we're going to talk about that real quick. I know, man, I'm telling you, when we listen to him, things will automatically happen. We don't have to strive for it. We don't have to push for it. We don't have to make it happen. When we listen and obey, and we just take those steps as we hear God do, hear God say, what did Jesus say? I only say what my father says. I only do what my father does what I see my father do that is where we need to get to to be able to solidify ourselves and to be able to stand firm to be able to to, to have that holy reverence for him that, that he knows that he can have all of us not 75% 75% is a C it'll pass you But we want to be on that honor roll, right? On those things that God says, when when we get to heaven and God says, what did you do? Did you obey me? I want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Not depart from me, you workers of iniquity. It's harsh. God is good. Right? When when we do let's go to let's go to Matthew seven twenty one. Matthew seven twenty one. Thank you, Father. Matthew 7, 20, uh, 7 verse twenty one, says, "Not every one that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven." Many will say to me in that day. Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Prophesied in thy name? And in thy name cast out devils? And in thy name done wonderful works? Then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. That is harsh. But what does that mean? Because, like it says, they were were prophesying in his name, they were casting out devils, they were doing mighty works, but they were more worried about the doing of the miracles, signs, and wonders than they were about the fear of the Lord and the intimacy and the personal relationship of God. You can do great and mighty things for God. But if you don't have that relationship with God, if you don't have the, you know, because people can preach out of knowledge. They they can, you know, do miracles because it's just a natural law that says if you speak the name of Jesus and believe it, it will be so. But Where is the fellowship? Where is that relationship? It's in those times of intimacy, and it's in those times of personally knowing Jesus and God and, and knowing how the Holy Spirit works in you. He will reveal things. He will guide you. He will teach you. And he will help you. But he's, they are not going to do it if you don't do something first. You have to take that step. You are the one that has to do it. But, again, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. And when we do, God says, yes, that's it. Yeah, come on, let's do something right then there's times that oh stop not right now not yet god doesn't hold back blessings he's not going to teach you something he's not going to bring something on you to to teach you a lesson What happens, though, is during situations that do come because we're in this natural world, God will use that and teach you through it. There's a big difference in those. People think some people think that, man, God made me sick. I must, you know, God must want to teach me something. Oh, I'm going through this hard time. God must want to teach me something. No, no, no. Bible says the thief comes to steal, steal, kill, kill, and and destroy. But I have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So right there, whenever we're going through a circumstance, whenever we're going through something, We do have to ask ourselves, did I bring this on myself? Did I do this? Did I open up a door? Did I not do something that I should have done? Did I do something that I shouldn't have done? Because we know bad things devil, good things God. I mean, it's literally that simple, people. It's literally that simple. But what we can do is we can go to God. God, is there something that man I need to learn? But He doesn't bring those things on you to teach you something. You know, I heard um, this one person say. You know, I was in a chat and everything. I saw something on you know a, a, a streaming video and stuff. And uh, you know, we we're they were talking about something. And in the comments. Someone made a comment, well, well, what about Job? I said, okay. So I, you know, kind of was chatting. I said, okay. I said, who brought that on Job? The devil. So if you read in the beginning of Job, Job 1, I mean, just flat out, right? The devil went to God. He didn't go to Job, and God didn't go to Job Or the devil. The devil went to Job. I mean, yeah, sorry, to to God. And God said, he's perfect. He said, ah, it's because you're here. It's because he's serving you because you're here. You're with him. He said, okay. Go ahead. And we all know boils, lost all his family. I mean, it was, oh my gosh. Like, reading some of the things and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did he even live? Right? God kept him. At the end, the devil said, okay, can't do anything else. Because he was faithful. He had that holy reverence for God. And what happened in the end with Job? double portion than what he had before which was a lot yeah. and in the midst of that he's you know God and people are telling him that God is punishing you and he you know you're not humble well it didn't say that in the beginning It didn't say anything about Job not being humble he said he was perfect he was he was I forget the exact words Yep. Blameless. Yep. Because if he had pride, God would have said something about that. But he didn't say that. And in the end, you know, it, through it, you know, in, in the mind and the way that the thoughts were back then, because they didn't have the Bible like we did do to, right? He just had that really. There were things that he said that, you know, weren't right. And in the very end, he says, I have said things that I shouldn't have done, that I shouldn't have said. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing it. I forget the exact words. He said, "I I have done things that I shouldn't have done, but now my eyes are open and I see. So in our lives are we blaming God for things that, you know, when we're going through those hard times, are we saying, God, why why is this happening? Right? Or are we saying, God, I know you are with me. I know you will sustain me. And I will come out of this stronger than ever before. Because when we start to do the things that God calls us to do, the enemy attacks like never before. He will attack you. He will put in your mind, you're no good. You're stupid. Who are you? Who are you? God's not going to use you. Why would God use you? Why would he use you? Kid dream. Who are you? I'm the child of God. That's who we are. That's how we respond. We respond with the word of God. We respond and say, devil, you get your hands off of my family because I am a child of God. You are under my feet. You don't have any power over me. Get your hands off. Get your hands off my family. Get your hands off my kids. Get your hand off my work. Because I am a child of God. Now, you can't say that if you don't have that relationship with him. If you don't have that fear and that reverence. If you don't don't spend that time getting to know him, you can't say that. There's no power in it. But when we have it in us, when we speak the word, when we obey things will happen things will change and if it's not changing then what are you saying are you praying correctly there's there's right and wrong ways to pray sometimes we may think that we're praying the right way but God says don't pray about that I need you I need you to do this this is how you should that's why we need the Holy Spirit to reveal those things to us Mm -hmm. you know you're thinking about someone and you know and God should I listen to him listen to him he will tell you and sometimes he'll even use other people say you know what listen, there's consequences. Not, not that God will bring that consequence on you. It, it's just that we, we get out of that covering of, of God's protection. But you know what? Beautiful thing about God is if you repent, he will bring you right back in place. Right back. Right back. And he will give you the right one. He will give you the right person. He will bring you the right job. He will bring you to the right place. He will place you in the right church to be able to fill you, to be able to lift you up, to be able to encourage you. But it's all about the obedience and that holy reverence that we need to have. There is nothing that we can do in our own that will get God to be pleased. I heard someone say, I forget who it was, um, oh, John Bevere, Uh, he said, um, he said, you can't do anything, nothing, that God will love you less or more nothing love god right now there's you can't get more love and you can't get less love god has the fullest love for you but it's in our power on how pleased he is with us is what we're doing pleasing to god is how we're living pleasing to god the words that are coming out of our mouth. I just think of rush hour. Hear the words that are coming out of my mouth, right? Sorry, I had to put that in there. <clears throat> but, but are we obeying him to the fullest with all of our heart, with all of our might, with all of our strength, or are we just a half Christian? Or are we three-quarter Christian? Are we an 80% Christian? He wants all of us. He wants all that we have. All that we are. But the great thing is, listen to some of these verses in Psalms and um Psalms and Proverbs. It's amazing. Proverbs 3, 5 through 7. You don't have to put these up here. I'm going to be going through them real quick. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. Doesn't stop right there. It says, and he will direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Psalms thirty-one nineteen. Oh, how great is thy goodness which thou hast laid up for them that fear you, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Proverbs eight thirteen. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way, and the froward mouth do I hate. Oof forward mouth man I remember growing up um, you know I I grew up you know uh, pretty much in a Christian home I was six years old when I received the Lord my parents um, around that same time they they came to know Jesus and I saw a big difference in my dad and uh, one day he comes home from some meeting and everything I went out to see him and stuff and he's crying I'm like daddy daddy what happened he said bud I gotta tell you about something He said, I received Jesus in my heart today. Do you want to do that? I said, Yes, I do. Because I saw. He he had a smile on his face. He, you know, I mean, he was he was he was struggling with some things. I saw that ever since that day, lives changed. Our family was changed. And in that, Um, you know growing up public school you know we get into the wrong crowd sometimes and there were things that you know I did that you know my mouth man I had a mouth on me oof Surrendered myself to God, and even more, right? You know, and just like you know, that correction. You know, what are you doing? You're a Christian. Act like it, right? But then, start things started to change when I did that. Started to see things differently. Started to see things as, you know, um, man, this is this is God's place. This isn't me for to do whatever I want to do. Right? Submitted myself years later, you know, went to, well, actually shortly after, one year out of high school, went to Rhema, um, you know, and graduated in 95. Yes, I'm not old. Uh, well, you can kind of tell anyways, but um, you know, went to, went to Rhema, graduated uh, in the ministry of helps and, and uh, went back to my home church and massachusetts at that time and got involved and i was running sound and doing videotaping they had like a bible school on tuesday and thursdays that i would go and help them out and everything with setting up things and because they recorded it and you know just all this stuff and you know then then again i just got to a point where i was like okay god is this you know and bringing back to that story okay god is is this really all you you have Is is this it or you know because you know if not you what is it? And God began to show me. Then I went to Guatemala, became a missionary, and met Gijay. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> right. Been married for almost 19 years now, and has it been easy? Nope. A lot of times it was this person. <clears throat> But when we submit, we obey, and we hold that reverence for God, the fear of the Lord, that's when things change. That's when, when things just fall into place. Doesn't mean we don't have problems. Doesn't mean that we don't have, you know, issues. Doesn't mean that, you know, me and Gija are floating on clouds and everything around our house and, you know. <laughs> The boys are, have having halo above their heads in every moment. Nope. <laughs> but as we teach them and as... Ever been a part of. When we were missionaries in Guatemala, we were reaching hundreds of kids. And that was great. But man, what God is doing here, right here in Lander, Wyoming. And many of you have heard this when, you know, the pastor that we were helping uh, right before we came here was helping me move and bring this stuff out. He was like, Rick, are you sure? Serious. He was like, are you sure? He's like, dude, there's nothing out here. (laughs) He said, he said, I see more cows than I see people. I see more deer than I see people. I was like, God called us, man. I mean, I was his, I was his right hand person and man we were doing great things we were building a church man that's awesome nope right obedience submitting ourselves submitting ourselves not just to God but to leaders I had to submit myself to the pastor yeah but we want to do this this and this submission a big part. We don't like to hear that. We don't. We don't. We don't like to hear. Um, <clears throat> maybe I can get back to this. Um, <laughs> where is it? Sorry, I, I need to tell this one. Oh, he, yeah. Here we go. Okay, Luke fourteen twenty-five. Luke fourteen. I'm closing up. I, I'm. I promise. Has it been good, you guys? Yeah. Good. Okay. Give me just a few more. I I, I know. <laughs> Luke fourteen, starting in twenty-five. The large crowds were traveling with Jesus and turning to, to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father, mother, wife, and children, brothers, sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be. My disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you go first and estimate the cost? So it's talking about counting that cost, right? What does it mean to to be a disciple of God? To be his disciple. This is what it means. But let me read it to you. Uh, We don't have this version, but let me read it to you in the easy version. I I love it. It says, crowds of people, crowds of many people were traveling with Jesus on his journey. So he turned and said to them, if someone who obeys me, if someone wants to obey me, he must live like this. He must love me more than he loves his own mother and father. How many of you love your mother and father? Chrissy, you better raise your hand. She's right there, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> he must love me more than he loves his wife and his children. I love my wife. love my children. But I need to love God more than that. He must love me more than his brothers and sisters. Well, that's kind of easy sometimes, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Josh loves you. you Uh, He must live like a person that carries his own cross to go and die. That is a disciple. So I want you to ask yourself, are you an onlooker? Are you a convert where you're a Christian but nothing else? Or are you a disciple of Christ? We must count the cost. Moving here to Wyoming, no family around, or miles. But you know what? I've said this before. I count you guys as family. You got, I'm telling you, uh, we love you guys. We, I'm telling you, it's like, man, if we could be here every single day, it would be fantastic. Right? But are you willing? Summertime's coming. Spring's coming. Weather's going to be nice but are you willing to sacrifice and hear from God yeah you can I'm not saying that you can't do that at home I'm not saying that you can't do that while you're camping I can't say that you know that you you can't hear from God when you're fishing or whatever hiking or whatever traveling right but what if God says stay? What if there's a Sunday that Pastor Pastor Michael or me or GJ or Kendra are preaching when God wants to speak to you specifically? God will get it done. Okay, I'm not trying to put condemnation on you, but I, I just want you to think. I just want you to. To, to feel that that true passion for God that says, I will sacrifice everything because I just need you in my life. And it's not just a need, it's a want. God, God doesn't want you to just need him. He wants you to want him. So what I'm not saying is don't vacation during summertime, okay? Don't, you know, don't catch me outside, and, you know. Boy, that's my time. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying, make sure that you hear from God. If There's a woman's meeting. Go to the woman's meeting. Sacrifice that time. Well, I haven't spent time with my family. Go to this meeting and it will fill you more so that when you do actually spend time with them, then it will be fulfilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Men's conference. Man, I tell you, it's amazing. It's a great time. Sacrifice your time. Because there's things there that, you know, maybe we won't learn somewhere else. I mean, it, it's it's these kinds of things. Camp meeting. Camp meeting is coming up. Oh, my goodness. It's If you let it be, God will move in a way that you've never seen him move before. And man, this past camp meeting literally sparked all of this. God did some amazing things in that camp meeting to people here. Touched their lives like never before. What are we doing with it? Now, I'm including myself in that. God, man, I'm telling you, God, God did some things and I was like, oh, ouch. But we see when we when we submit ourselves and we obey, when we sacrifice and we do those things, God will move. God will do it. those times that we need to do that. We have to take those steps. We have to do the things that maybe we're uncomfortable with. I know that maybe there's some of you here that, man, this church is way different than right?
0: <laughs> way different. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> yep.
1: But I'm telling you I'm telling you, God will do things in your life like never before. He wants to. He does. He loves you. He cares for you. He loves your family. There's something there. Man, I'm telling you, something there. It's amazing. God will do it. Obedient. see it. It's amazing. Is it easy? Nope. But God will do it. Amen. Bow our heads. Father God, we just praise you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for your love and your mercy and thank you for showing us in your word, Father God, what you desire for us and we just thank you, Father, for everything that you're doing in our lives we submit ourselves to you we submit our ourselves humbly and we know that without you we can't do anything anything that's worth value we can't do but we know that as we submit to you as we become disciples of you father so that we may reach others father that need to hear you that need to see you that need to to have that touch We thank you, Father God, that you lead us and guide us by your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the honor that you would love to be with us and and, and that you love us enough to, to be able to give us your word, to be able to give us people that speak into our lives at the right time, at the right place. So we obey you, Father. We submit to you in the holy reverence of you, Father. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives, in our families, in this church, in this town, in this region, in this state. We thank you, Father God, because you are a good God. So we thank you. We just give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honor In Jesus' name, amen.
0: It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's word. Always remember you're valuable and precious, special and important to him.